start a brand new series today. Is everybody ready? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to, the, to start these four services. We dedicate ourselves as a congregation to this new assignment. Father, thank you that we realize with obedience comes great blessing. With the privilege of saying yes, Father God, I know there's responsibility with that, but there are blessings and your grace and your ability that goes right along with it. So as a team, we say yes. As a family, as a community, we, have, we say yes to all the new people, all the people far from God, the people that are broken, that need Jesus, the down and outers, the up and outers. Thank you, Father. We want them all in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your word today. That's about to go forth. It goes forth with power and authority under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It'll change us. It'll help us to grow and be the best that we can be. We believe, Father God, we're good ground and we're going to produce great fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said the big amen Amen today. We're starting a brand new series, part one, in a six-part series entitled A Call to Character. A Call to Character. A Call to Character is an actual study on the fruit of the Spirit and how the fruit of the Spirit transforms our lives in every area of our lives. I've been looking forward to this message and helping us grow deeper as a congregation, helping us to grow up, helping us to to change from one level of maturity to another level of maturity. So it's going to be an awesome time together. Here's our big takeaway. Here's the one main truth that we're going to deal with today. Listen, God's ultimate goal for your life is not your comfort but for your character development. Amen. Jesus didn't come, die, shed his blood and die for your comfort. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. I know it's a hard one to get over. You like your comfort. Of course we do. Amen. But he came to stretch us. He came to grow us. He came to make us into something. He came to deepen us. He came to help us to be all that we can be. So this is a very important subject today. Who we are on the inside is a real big deal. Your inner attitudes, your inner values, man, how, we, how it takes us through life is much more important than people actually give it time to understand. So let's build on this today. You know, I want to start this series by giving you, I think, an illustration that really helps us hit home today. I'm a big fan of superhero movies, and uh, many of us are. And there's one example I want to pull out of a Spider-Man movie. And uh, we know a little bit about Spider-Man. Some of you who've watched it know Peter Parker, right, got bit by a radioactive spider, right? This is true. Um, And... Just kidding. I don't want to lie in church. Um, He gets bit by a radioactive spider, and suddenly he has all these powers. It's like, wow, are you serious? He can climb up walls. He has uh, super strength. He's got these super fast reflexes and more. And in the first Spider-Man, Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man, Um, begins to learn and realize, man, I've got all these powers at my disposal. In the beginning of him learning about his powers, he, he doesn't handle them very well. He's not really good at it. And and in fact, in fact, in the beginning, he is very selfish in using these powers for himself. Right. Right? And so 
uh, his uncle, Uncle Ben, everybody needs an Uncle Ben in their life. Right. Uncle Ben actually takes him for a ride and wants to speak into his nephew's son, right? And so he says to him, he said, you know, he's going through the whole thing and he, he, he makes this statement, which is now absolute legend folklore as far as movie trivia quote is concerned, right? It's made the Hall of Fame. And some of you know what this is. And he said this to his grandson. He said this to his nephew. Tell, say it with me. With great power comes great responsibility. Say it again. Comes great responsibility. See, Peter was so blown away by his power that he wasn't thinking about how to use it. And Peter was so impressed by what he could do that he had taken his eyes off who he was becoming. See, why is this a big deal? Listen very carefully. As individuals, we can't get so focused on our gifts and abilities that we ignore who we are becoming. See, oftentimes we spend so much time in our gifts, and, and I get it. We spend so much time in, in building up our abilities and being good at what we are, but we oftentimes, in the process of that, forget about what you are on the inside. Forget about what are you becoming. Are you happy with what you're becoming? Are you respecting yourself in what you're doing? Are you, are you becoming in a, in a godly manner? This is all very important. Why? Because character matters. See, in God's eyes, your character always trumps your gifts and abilities. It's not about all that you're doing. It's about all that you are becoming. And so we separate different people that are more about the doing than they are about the becoming. See, we're human beings, not human doings. And we have to be. There's something about what's developing on the inside of you that God is very concerned about. It's his ultimate desire. So the Apostle Paul gives us a list. He gives us a list of nine big ways that we can develop character. Nine big opportunities, nine big attitudes and virtues and values that we absolutely must understand and take notice of. And here it's found in Galatians chapter 5. You'll get real familiar with these verses over the next six weeks. It says this, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. See, we see here Paul calls these characteristics fruit. Fruit. Fruit that the Holy Spirit helps us develop in our lives. Now, what's he saying? He's saying this. He's saying that, if we have apple seeds and we plant those apple seeds in the backyard, there should be a certain expectation we'd have that at some point that tree's going to grow up and produce what? Fruits. Fruits. Apples. Apples. Absolutely. See, the Bible says you are known by your fruit. You're not known by how many scriptures you memorize. You're not known by how much money. You're not known by how much money you tithe or give, and all your benevolence, as wonderful as all that is. You're not known for for how loud you pray or how you pray. No, you're known by your fruit. Fruit. He wants us to be fruitful. Amen. See, I can't judge what's inside your heart like you can't judge what's inside my heart. Only God sees the intents of my heart. So I have no right to judge you, but I do have a right to judge your actions, your fruit, what you say, your deeds, your actions, those, those things that I see uh, that are in display in your life. Absolutely. Fruit is extremely important. So 
then, when the Holy Spirit is in our lives, something should happen. Amen. Our character, who we are on the inside, should be different over the course of time. With increasing ways, the Holy Spirit's at work in us, producing this fruit in us, producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Each one we're going to go over today, uh, this week, these this next six weeks, and help you understand. We will learn in this season, in this series that the Holy Spirit wants to help you understand that this list of nine pieces of important fruit are not like take it or leave it. It's not like when you get around to it. It's not like when you have time. It's not like after you've been you know, in this thing a long time, maybe give some notice to it. Absolutely not. This is a priority. This is not some take or leave it proposition. This is a must. This is a have to. This is vitally important for us to have to be successful in life, to be successful as a husband, as a wife, as a young adult, as a teenager, as a businessman and woman, as someone who desires to be greatly successful in their lives. This is an absolute must in our lives. It's a clear list of the difference the Holy Spirit should be making inside of all of us. So what is character? And why is it so important? Well, let's talk about the what. What is character? Well, let me give you a few distinctions here to help you know, to help us identify what character is. The first distinction is this. Character is much more than reputation. We get the two mixed up. Sometimes we think they're synonymous. Sometimes we think that they're, they're one of the same. They are not one of the same at all. In fact, um, a coach um, John Wooden, a famous UCLA coach, always told his, his um, players this. He said, be more concerned with your character than with your reputation. Your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. So we can go through life and fake out a lot of people and think that we're a legend in our own mind. And we can, we can present ourselves in a certain way and recognize that we really aren't that way. Because what's really inside of you is the real you, not your reputation. Doesn't mean your reputation uh, can't be influenced by a good character, just like it's influenced by a bad character. So we know they can work side by side. But here's a second distinction you need to understand. Character is much more than personality. Much more than personality. This is so important that you get this. See, there are many flamboyant and expressive people in the news today, no doubt about it. And the word personality comes from a Latin word, persona. And this word persona, persona actually comes from a Greek drama where the, 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 the actors actually put on masks and wear this in their theatrical performances which also encompasses the actor's role as well. So personality can be described as the mask we wear for the world to see. The mask we wear as for the world to see. Many of us, I meet people all the time, I've, I've, and many of us meet people that we will probably never meet the real them because they've always got that mask on and they relate more to their mask than the real them. And what happens is we have a mask is we never get to know people. There are people that have been here a long time, and I begin to learn more about them as they grow in Christ. I'm thinking, I didn't know that about you. Why? Some of the masks are coming off. 
some of the real them starts coming out. This beautiful gift God made you that we hide. And oftentimes our personality, we are personality driven. We don't want people to really know what's on the inside. So so we exhibit this personality of charm or of charisma or or graciousness. And and, and we put out this thought. Sometimes our personality might be flirtatious or might be, you know, have other thoughts in mind to really maneuver you and to play you and so on and so forth. And, And personality has more to do with style than consistency. But influence in leadership that makes a lasting change, amen, normally, and, and for, for, for in God's eyes, it comes out of our character, not our personality. Right. Want to make a lasting impact? It's not my personality. Amen. It's my character. Doesn't mean your character can't influence your personality, no doubt about it. But the farther your character and personality are, the more trouble you can get into. The goal with the fruit of the Spirit is what? This starts happening. That your character and your personality match each other. Get to the point that we're not hiding. We're not wanting people to think I'm this when I'm not. We're not trying to be good actors and good actresses, but we find community where we can be ourselves and grow and, and before God, be the best that we can be and not live a double life. See, your character is the real you. Listen to how Dr. Mark Rutland describes character in his amazing book that I highly recommend you read called, uh, entitled, um, Character Matters. He says this very eloquently. The English word character is found from a Latin word that means engraved. Life like a block of granite carved upon with care or hacked with with reckless disregard will at the end be either a masterpiece or a marred rubble. Character, the composite of virtues and values etched in living stone, will define its true worth. No cosmetic enhancement, no decorative drapery can make useless stone into enduring art. Only character can do that. Man, that's powerful. How well said. My goodness, and how true that is. So so that's kind of the what of character. Now, The why. Why is character so important? Well, character is so important because character is who you are when no one's looking. Character is how you treat people who can't do anything for you. Character is how you respond or react when adversity comes knocking on your door. It's amazing how this exposes our character. It's amazing what this reveals about us, that we're not in front of somebody letting my personality, my strong personality or, or my, my, my reputation go before me, but we're learning here about so many things that are so vital. See, character says, I refuse to get paid under the table. Amen. Character says, I will not lie on my income tax or my resume. Character says, I will not sleep with you before we get married. Why? Because true love is not about taking what doesn't belong to me. Amen. See, I will not be one way Sunday morning and another way Monday through Saturday. See, character says, I will not be one way and who I am at home in front of my spouse and my kids is actually who I am in real life and who I am at work. Amen. Right? Character says, I'll not say one thing to your face and another thing behind your back. 
character says, I will not live my life selfishly, only thinking about myself. Wow. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. My, 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 my. Character, man, how important it is. See, good character will always protect you. Did you hear that? Good character will always protect you. Think about this illustration today. Many people install security devices in their homes and, and their places of employment right, for protection. Right, for protection when a, for, from a thief that would try to come and steal and rob and for an intruder that might come try to harm a family member or one of their employees. And we realize how important it is. Now suppose a would-be thief would open up a window that's already been armed with a, with a, a security device. Right? So as soon as that window is open, what happens? An alarm goes off. An alarm goes off to scare away the thief and to notify the security company. Mm-hmm. Or suppose a, a thief uh, came into the business while it was open and, and, and laid low and hid in that business. And only after hours, he would come out and reveal himself to do what? To rob, to cause trouble, to do whatever. But if the, again, if the security system was engaged, his motion would reveal, intruder, 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 right? And it would not only scare him away, but again, notify those in authority that we have an intruder in our midst. Are you getting this? Good character is like a personal security system in your life. Wow. Think about that today. We can install, if you will, good character in our lives that should work as this security system in our lives, warning us, alarming us, telling us, what are you doing? Where are you going? Why did you say that? You can't do that. That's not what you do. There has to be this alarm system that many people do not have. I can't tell you how many husbands I've talked to, how many people I've talked to that have stepped out on their, in their, from their marriage. And I've asked them point blank, wasn't the Holy Spirit like warning you? Wasn't there something like going, ar, 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 right? The bridge is out. And they would say to me, no. My God. Thinking, what a lack of character. No security system right? Nothing there that we've installed in our lives to help us say, man, this is not right. We can't go down this road. Amen. And we develop this by a value system and establishing a code of ethics that will alert us and protect us from the negative effects of various outside influences, life's pressures, difficulties, temptations. So you understand something? Character is not built on the mountaintops of life. It's built in the valleys. Amen. It really is. It's built with life pressure. It's built during the difficult days. It's built when you're in the middle of temptation and you say no to temptation and you choose to be the child of God that God created you to be. Or you do what's right because right is always right right? It etches in your granite. It makes a mark in your granite. Amen. It, it, it settles the issue. See, I see character as helping me already make up my mind about certain things. I don't have to think twice about it. Character helps me know what my decision already is, right? I don't think twice about ever going to lunch by myself with another woman. It's not my character. Not something my wife is going to enjoy. I don't think like, oh, should I go out with this girl? Should I have lunch with her? It might be very innocent. It might be somebody that I know. But for me, I don't think about it. I don't go there. It's not a thought on my mind. 
Amen. I don't think about what I should do as far as my wife or uh, as far as a, an aggressive uh, person or, or a situation that might help me make more money or a situation that would you know, make a shortcut in my ethical life and, and so forth. There are certain things that are just no-brainers. I hope you have that kind of character that says, man, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's no way even though nobody's looking. There's no way even though I can't do that. There's no way that I'm in the dark and nobody would ever see what I do. See, that's not character. Now, if you don't have that kind of character, the good news is you can get that kind of character. The good news, even though our society has lost so much of our character, man, we can gain it back. Amen. We can do it by each one of us making up our minds. We're going to live our lives in a way that honors God, honors our spouses, and respects our children, and builds a legacy. Amen. And if character is an issue for you, the good news is this series is going to help you whether you have good character or whether you have bad character. We're all going to become better characters. Amen. And you see, our values and ethics also are a safeguard to the internal intruders. When our human frailties rise up and, and cause us to rationalize what is moral or not, rationalize the shortcuts that we take, and somehow rationalize them, it's okay, it's no big deal for us to do that. See, the Bible compares spiritual growth to a seed, a building, and a child growing up. See, the seed has to be planted in the ground and cultivated for there to be growth. A building has to be built. We, buildings don't just appear, right? And children have to be fed and nurtured and exercised to grow. Amen. So while effort, listen very carefully, while effort, <laughs> while effort has nothing to do with your salvation, it has everything to do with your character development. This isn't a passive thing that we do. There's no passivity in dealing with good character. It takes effort. Eight times in the Bible, the Bible says, make every effort, meaning there's work to be done. This is not something you passively do. This is not something one day you'll inherit. This is not something one day you'll stumble into and stumble upon. It's not one day when you mature and grow up, you'll suddenly have character. No, if you don't have character when you're 16, you won't have character when you're 66 if you don't do something about it. I mean, there must be, we must make efforts. This is something we do proactively and intentionally in our lives. Paul explains in Ephesians 4 three things that we have to do to develop character. Number one, we must choose to let go of old ways of acting. Amen. Some point in time, you need to do that. Some point in time, you got to realize, man, this, this is old. It's not working. I, I've got all these bumps and bruises and scars on my head for bumping my head against the same old, same old, trying to find love in all the same dumb places. Come on. Yeah. Right? Right? And after a while, somebody needs to be smartened up and saying, well, how many more bumps can I have? How many more bruises and broken bones do I need to have? And Ephesians 4 says, everything connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. The second thing Ephesians 4 tells us is number two, we must change the way we think. Amen. Change the way you think. When you gave your life to Christ, transformation took place. It's the butterfly, the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's beautiful. Man, it's, it's life-changing. It's transforming. And we should be transformed on the inside. Ephesians 4 says this, and then take on an entirely new way of life. Be the butterfly. 
soar like you've never soared before. And thirdly, Ephesians 4 tells us we must put on the character of Christ by developing new godly habits. Amen. That's what we're going to help you with. And Ephesians 4 says this, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct, to the outside, as God accurately reproduces His character in you. Man, that's a good news today. That's so important. See, spiritual maturity is not instant. Listen, it's not instant nor automatic. It'll take the rest of your life to build great character. This doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a weekend. It doesn't happen in one year. The rest of your life you will spend. I've spent all my life and will continue to spend my life to constantly improve my character. Amen. Listen, it's a process. And God's a process God. So don't despise the process. As long as it is, as difficult as it is, as overwhelming as it can be, amen, Christianity there are events, salvation, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Getting a word from heaven. There are certain things that are events in Christian's life. But if you're going to grow, it's not about an event. It's about a process. Come on. We grow through process, right. not just events. Don't be events junkie. You got to go here and there to find your word from God. And you bounce around like a, like a blood clot, right? And, 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 and you, you, you're always looking for that event, because events are fun. Yeah. And we have event junkies. Oh, I can't wait to go here. They're going to have a word for me. Can't wait to go here. I'm going to do this. And nobody settles down and builds character. Amen. It's a process. Say it's a process. It's a process. Amen. See, God is far more interested in what you are than what you do. Mm. God is much more concerned, listen, about your character than your career. Why? Because you will take your character into eternity, but not your career. I'm not suggesting don't work hard. I'm not suggesting don't go to school. I'm not suggesting hone it and hone it good and be the best that you can be, but not at the expense of your character. Amen. Not at the expense of spending all that time on your career and very little time on your character. Like it doesn't really matter when in fact before God, it absolutely matters. And here's my last verse, Romans 12, 2. Message paraphrase says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. I want to say this to you. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Here you are drinking from places you said once upon a time, I'd never drink from a place like that. Here you are eating from places that you said, I would never eat from that. Here you are, you've judged others in the past, and now you're doing the same exact thing. See, we can't be lazy. And if you're not careful, we're lulled to sleep in, in the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the challenge of being in an anti-Christ society. We get lazy, and we, we rationalize things. And this series is all about reminding us, hey, pay attention. Be alert. There's something God wants to do in you. And don't be so comfortable with where you are that you're not what you're supposed to be. See, we got to be, this is all counter-culture decision we have to make so that we don't allow our peers, our parents, and coworkers, and the culture to mold us into their image and not the image of Christ. Amen. We have quite a journey ahead of us. 
Today I talked about the what and the why. I'm going to spend five weeks on the how. The how to do this. How do we develop this? How do we be the best that we can be in God? I'm so honored to give you these tools and together we can grow and together we can be a community that goes deeper and we mature. Some of us just need to absolute flat out grow up. Amen. And quit being this roadblock that you are in your own life, in the life of others. What was our big takeaway? What was our big takeaway? There we go. God's ultimate goal for you, for your life, is not what? Not your comfort. Say it with me. But for your character development. That's God's ultimate goal. Remember that. And I believe that we will have a journey before us that'll absolutely help us be the best that we can possibly be. Did you learn something today? Come on, let's stand to our feet today. Come on, I want you to raise those hands towards heaven just for a moment. Raise those hands up if you can and just say, Father, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your master plan for me. I want to be more aware. I want to be more alert. I want to ask you, what can you apply to your life? What part of this message can be an action plan for you? What part of where you are on the spectrum of your character development? Every one of us have room to grow. Every one of us have, a, have something we can deepen in our lives. And I pray you'll make a decision today in your heart that you'll be here for this season, this, this series, and, and you'll open up your heart and you'll say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for challenging me. Thank you for addressing this. Thank you for helping me, Lord God, to see what might be a little uncomfortable. But Father, you, you love me too much to leave me the way I am. There we had bowed, please. See, all this character, deep godly character, it all starts with Jesus. To make sure Jesus lives inside of your heart. So we can't do this on our own. Willpower alone is not enough. Common sense alone is not enough, as important as they all are. There has to be something inside of you that motivates you. An internal decision, an internal alarm system, an internal navigation system, if you will, that helps us and leads us and guides us and directs us. It all starts with making sure Jesus lives inside of your heart. Your sins are forgiven. Heaven is your home. And you have a brand new start here on earth. I'd love to pray with you and those of you that are online today watching us. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to challenge you today. Make the step. Make the best decision of your life and open up your heart and allow Jesus to come into your heart today. We're going to pray for you in a moment. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand for those of you that this applies to, not to embarrass you, not to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to do any of that. It's a personal decision. But it takes your effort, your intentionality to say, that's me. I'm ready to start this new journey in Christ. If that's you today, will you raise your hand nice and high saying, Pastor, pray for me, please. I need Jesus today. Yeah, all the way back there, I see it. Yes, thank you. I see it right there. Thank you. Yes, thank you. God bless you. Where? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, both of you. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Thank you over here. Thank you. God bless you. Who else today? Oh, it's so good to see hands go up in the first service. Anybody else? Yes, I see it. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? Yes, I see it. You can put that hand down. Thank you. Who else today? Wonderful. Man, I see it. Thank you. 
Oh, God's so good today. Thank God for Jesus. And the rest of us today, yeah, go ahead. Give him praise for that today. Miracles happening in the house today. And the rest of us that know Christ, make a decision today. I'm deepening my character. I want the fruit of the Spirit operating in my life. I want to continually improve. I want fruitfulness in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Repeat this after me. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I'm tired of being the boss of me. Jesus, forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. I want to live for you, Jesus. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I now come up under your Lordship. You are now the boss of me. I receive by faith forgiveness, eternal life, salvation. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.